0: Can you take a simple idea like a hot dog and turn it into a successful growing business? Stay tuned and find out. Okay, here's the question. How are we dark horses, you know, the ones everyone is betting against, the ones they don't expect to win, place, or even show on the track, and they'll even laugh on us when we talk about trying? How do we show the world our greatness and triumph? Come on. Well, that's the question. And this podcast will give you the answers. This is The Dark Horse Entrepreneur. Oh, yeah. My name is Tracy Brinkman. Push
1: it push it push
0: it Welcome back to your weekly dose of hot dog recipes to success learning. I'm your Dark Horse host Tracy Brinkman, and you, well that's infinitely more important. You are a driven entrepreneur or one in the making. Either way, you're here because you're ready to start, restart, kickstart, just start leveling up with some great marketing, personal, or business results in order to build that beautiful business of yours into the empire it absolutely deserves to be. Woo, woo, woo. Big interview episode today. Today, Anna Mitchell shares how she took a simple idea and turned it into a unique and growing business even during the current pandemic issues. Plus, I'm going to let you in on next week's interview guest who's all about bootstrapping. As per usual, the Dark Horse Corrals are chock full of personal business and marketing G-O-L-D spilling from every corner of the Dark Horse HQ. So let's get to the starting gates and go. All right, my Dark Horse friends and family, today's guest is Anna Mitchell. Now, Anna left her good job for a hot dog. (laughs) You see, Anna is an entrepreneur who strongly believes in supporting young business owners. Anna is also a mother of two college graduates and who are budding business owners themselves. But before I I give away all of Anna's goodness, I want to first, obviously, welcome Anna Mitchell to The Dark Horse Entrepreneur. Anna, how are you doing today?
2: I'm doing well, and thank you so much for allowing me to come on to The Dark Horse. Uh, and be able to tell my story. Thank you so much for allowing me to be here.
0: No, my pleasure. And my pleasure. I mean, you're uh, just a stone's throw away from me. I'm just a little bit north of of Milwaukee, as you're probably aware, but and you're down in the Chicago area, correct?
2: That is correct. Okay.
0: Well, let me just, uh, you know, shut my mouth for a few minutes and let you tell your story. Uh, You know, the the ups and downs, the good, the bad that led you to gobble dogs. That's got to be a cool story.
2: Yeah, actually, it is. So, Gobbledogs evolved um, over, oh, man, over the last, I guess, 12 years ago, Mm -hmm. uh, 12 years. Um, Some time ago, I had a girlfriend who wanted me to help her with her daughter's birthday party. And because I don't eat any pork or beef, I had some stipulations on what I would serve if I were to be over her daughter's uh, meals for that birthday party. So Uh we kind of kicked around some ideas. um, And we came up with hot dogs. Now, one of the things we knew is that kids love hot dogs, and they don't require, you know, they're like an average hot dog with just, you know, ketchup on it or relish on it. Some, Some of them like cheese on it. But I thought about, well, if the parents are going to be here, we might as well do a first. So let's come up with some toppings that the parents would also enjoy. And so we did. We played around with some of the toppings and we tried them on some of the parents and they loved it. And her party was a huge success. The kids loved it. And my girlfriend said, you know what, Anna, I think you might have something here. And that was 12 years ago. and We have not one.
1: Nice. <laughs> so,
2: <laughs> yeah. So you fast forward. Um, you fast forward to what, um, uh, to one of my first events. So I love to, I love, I'm going to go in a little chronological order. So, sure, um, be- <laughs> <laughs> so before, um, we actually came into our business, um, I had done a lot of research. I had looked at some of the bigger businesses because in my head, I thought, Hey, if I'm going to do this, I'm, I need to think big, but I knew that I did not have a big budget. So I was strategic about how I started the business. And so at one point, I worked for a radio show called the Radio Shopping Show some years earlier. And as a board operator, because I was doing radio at that time, as one of the board operators, I had decided to, hey, follow, you know, maybe get into their program. They had a program where they would um, exchange advertisement for your product. So I thought, mm. what a great idea. I could do something simple where I could... Um, provide them product and get my name out there through their advertisement. And so they do this through uh, sales sales of certificates. So sold a few certificates, got my name out there. People loved us. Um, we were primarily targeting the children, uh, children's birthday parties, and the parents loved us because we came into the home, we brought everything from the decorations to the dogs, the chips, the um, the desserts, the drink. And, and we brought the tables, we brought all of the equipment. And once we were done, we took everything with us along with the garbage. So this was essentially a um, hassle-free, garbage-free birthday party. So we came in with everything and left with everything. And they didn't have to worry about anything, and the parents loved that. And as a token of our appreciation and to celebrate the um, to celebrate the children or who whomever was uh, we were celebrating that day, we'd always leave them with a t shirt. And on that t shirt, it would say like you know, "Happy fifth birthday" or "Happy third birthday" to X Y Z, whoever that child was. And to keep as a momentum, we'd have all the guests sign the shirts, and then that would be our gift to those us uh, to that host or to birthday person nice so the parents loved that because it was a little momentum that they momentum that they could keep that reminded them of that day and parents loved it again uh, the kids loved it they had a good time and it was simple. So then after that started to pick up, we started using sources, resources like Groupon, and then we started getting word of mouth. And so we started to grow. So then I had to start thinking bigger. And I was still working full time at the time. And I started thinking, well, I know that I don't want to stay at a full time job. And again, I'm thinking about how can I get this business to grow? So then I decided to purchase a truck
0: mm-hmm. and I
2: converted that truck to a food truck. After I converted that truck to food truck, that was a game changer because everything changed at that point in time. The sales changed, the number of customers we were getting changed, um, the opportunities that we did. Because for me, I just don't want to be, out, uh, be a, a business owner. But as you stated, I love to give back to my community, help small business owners and um, and help um, entrepreneurs. So once we got the food truck, we really were able to kind of take off running so we were on the streets. We were at birthday parties. We were serving at our local homeless shelter, and it was just constant. And then in August, what was it? August fifth of twenty sixteen was the day the hatch had to drought, and I and I left my job for a hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> Everything changed. Um, I I was on my own. I left my job that had the security of you know a regular a regular salary. Mm-hmm. Health insurance, pension, um, vacation days, PTO, and just the <laughs> comfort of knowing that if things didn't work out, you know, with my dogs, you know, I always had this to fall back on. But now I didn't. But and that was what four years ago that I actually left my job, and I haven't looked back yet. Things have been going so well. Um, we have been innovative in how we've been trying to promote our business. Mm-hmm. Um, once I left my dog, we did 365 days. Of how I left, um, of I left my job for a hot dog, which was a little series on my social media pages, that that uh, chronicled where I went for those 365 days, the highs and lows. Some days I was hot, I was out there, I was making those sales, and then there were days where um, people had a chance to see me only make like six dollars for the day, right? And I had to go home, and it just gave a very realistic view of what entrepreneurship is, because once you come in, which is what I have to tell a lot of uh, entrepreneurs, they come in, and they say, Oh, you know, I'm going to hit the ground running, I'm going to sell X amount of dollars worth of stuff. And I'm going to make a million, you know, by the end of the year, I'm going to make $300,000. I'm going to be at the half mil mark. And I'm just like, yeah, but you're missing a few steps. And so (laughs) then I have to, you know, double back, and I have to tell them about the story about my very, very first event my very first event was a, uh, a, a venue um, just uh, further west of Chicago called uh, Yorkville. And they had hometown days in Yorkville. They had about 10,000 people every year a day that came to visit, sometimes more. So with I thought about all the people there. And I thought, well, you know what, if I could grasp about 1%, of, you know, those 10,000. And I think actually it was more than that. I think it was more like 20 or 50,000 or something like that. It. It, was, it was a huge festival. Sure. And I remember I had calculated it down. I tried to, you know, mathematically try to calculate how many sales I was going to get. Now, mind you, this is my first event. I had no idea. Mm-hmm. So I go out and, and it's funny because I have pictures of this and it's a little embarrassing, but it was, you know, but it it was a great experience.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Long story short, I went out and bought like $3,000 worth of stuff. I'm talking about pop. I'm talking about chips. I'm talking about everything that you can imagine that goes uh, into this festival. It was a four-day festival, right? Mm Because I'm going to sell all of this. First day I get out there, (laughs) none of my equipment (laughs) worked. Right. So (laughs) lost that day. Second day, we're still trying to manage our equipment. We finally get it fixed. But then it's cold because this was over uh, Labor Day weekend. Mm -hmm. So it's really, really cold. So sales were, you know, it it was less than profitable that day. Sure. That Sunday, things turned around. It was a little warmer. We made a little bit of a, uh, a, we made some sales, but nothing, you know, earth shattering. And then, of course, the last day it was a half a day, and we made some sales, but it was nothing great. So, of that $3,000 of food that I purchased, I was at a loss at about $3,100. Oh, damn. <laughs> that's, business, that's,
0: that's business 101, y'all.
2: All <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. No, I, I could laugh about it now because that was back in 2012. <laughs> and, and, you know, I can laugh about it now, but back then, trust and believe I wasn't. And, and I was trying to salvage whatever I could. And so for any of the non-perishable goods, I, you know, I had to tuck my tail between my legs and take them back to the, the Costco and the Sam's Club. Oh, well, it just wasn't, it didn't work out. And I just wanted to bring it back. And luckily, they took most of it back. Oh, and man. I, you know, <laughs> right. So I, they took back the pop. They took back the chips. And so I was in, you know, it wasn't too bad. I was still about a thousand and something in the hole, but it wasn't, you know, it wasn't terrible. It wasn't like the three, three grand. And I, and I even think it was actually less than a thousand, more like maybe 800, which is a lot, you know, but you know, I still have my full-time, uh, my full-time job that I could you know, throw money at this, um, (laughs) this debt that I incurred. So I was still okay. Now, had I not had anything to fall back on, that would have been a totally different situation. Right. So, so, you know, those are the mistakes that I, that I, one of the mistakes that I learned that I had to tell one of my, uh, tell one of, uh, the, the, the people who was interested in becoming an entrepreneur. And the other thing, it's just, um, the other thing I can tell you quickly about is, um, the time that I did a fund raiser and I gave 15% of the gross sales. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes. So I've made quite a few mistakes, but it's been a, it's been a learning process throughout my journey. One that I truly, truly appreciate. And just to go back to the hometown York, uh, the hometown Yorkville days. One of the things that we understood now is that you, when you go to a festival and you don't have a name like giordano's or gino's or you know any of these like really big name um restaurants you have to buy per day and then you whatever you have from from the previous day you use uh the following day but you don't do like i did and go buy three thousand dollars worth of stuff because you thought you were going to get one percent of everybody that was coming out there it is just foolish of me and it was a hard lesson to learn all about a good lesson to learn um, and then again I, having to talk to people about like fundraisers because that's our huge thing for trucks mm-hmm. um, we do fundraisers and now I know that you offer anywhere between 10 to 15 percent and if you do if you're doing really well you can offer 20 percent plus you have to charge for the rental of the truck and then you also have to consider um, the product that you're bringing uh, to the event mm-hmm. so it's a lot of things that i had to learn throughout the way but um, you know that those have been uh, life lessons that I've learned and you know moving forward we have been progressing after we bought our food truck we ended up um, getting inside the LaSalle Street metro station downtown Chicago mm. and we just not we have not looked back everything has just been uh, grand with the exception of COVID which has been a struggle but we're pushing through. We know that this can't last forever.
0: Sure. So now you've got, you've got, uh, you, do you have multiple trucks or just one still?
2: I still have one truck.
0: So now you mm-hmm. got the, you got the one food truck and a, a brick and mortar st- uh, location at, uh, Oh, it's got to be a high traffic area for you.
2: Well, that's the interesting thing. It was a high traffic area <laughs> uh-huh. because we are, it's right, because of COVID and because we are inside of the, metro train station uh approximately 85 percent of our uh ridership uh has declined and those riders were the ones who we were depending on to purchase mm. products from us and who were our primary customers ah. so it's been a difficult it's been a you know we've, we've seen sales uh our sales have dropped by 85 percent. but again we know that this can't last forever and sure. we just keep moving and we're trying to do innovative uh have an innovative approach we've expanded our food truck to do Um, virtual parties so that now people who have children or if they want a girls night out or they need um, you know they want to do something with the kids we can now provide virtual parties we still offer the truck to do sporting events so you know this is the height of football season Mm -hmm. so we'll bring the truck out to your driveway and you know you and your buddies can come out and get you a dog to
0: to the Dark Horse Entrepreneur Podcast
2: you know, to go with your beers. Nice. And we even have a ladies' night, right? We even do ladies' nights out where people, you know, girls just want to get together. And no one really wants to get there, uh, get all in the uh, throes of having to try and do the whole dips and chips. So it's just nice to have a food truck come up and then, just come out, grab something to eat and then just go back to chatting or doing whatever
0: it is that they do on the girls. night. I like that. <laughs> that yeah. That's, 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 and those, I think those are the things that uh, um, entrepreneurs in the throes of things, you know, uh, have to, they have to, they got to just put their head to it and say, okay, we've got to figure out other things. And, and, and I, I think that those entrepreneurs that, um, are still in the nine to five game, you know, where it's their side hustle. They're mm-hmm. I think they're less prompted to do that because like you said, you you said, okay this is it i'm out you you jumped yeah. off the cliff you said i'm gonna grow wings on the way down y'all <laughs> right? and and All now right. this this is your daily bread and butter so with the covid you have you've had to pivot and 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 get creative and there's some cool ideas in there i like that um so i definitely I, I definitely like those and we definitely have to hang hey, we definitely have to push folks to uh, to get creative and to think outside the box and um, make it unique. Uh, and, and gobble dogs, come on. When I first saw it, uh, I thought I was flashing back to my days as a teenager in Southern California. <laughs> and this is no joke. I, I worked at a place that's called Deweiner Schnitzel. And, ah, and Deweiner Schnitzel, they, they sell hot dogs and hamburgers and their primary is hot dogs and they had the whole range of hot dogs right you know the ketchup dog the mustard dog the kraut dog you know mm-hmm. and then they had a polish sausage you know but it was all it was all beef dogs and right. uh, I, I remember you know, i worked there gosh 3 years as a as a youngster and it was a lot of fun i always did the closing had a good time but it, there's something i don't know american uh, you know, about a hot dog, right? You know, it's right. the ball game. It's, I think there's a lot of nostalgia that comes with it. So you get to bring that to folks uh, via your truck and obviously your, your, your brick and mortar. So oh, here's a question absolutely. for you. I, I know, yeah. I know you, I know you shared the reason why you came up with a turkey dog, but uh, is this a an off the shelf or does Gobble Dog, is Gobble Dog in the making of their own hot dog? Or are they getting ready to go make their own specialty dog?
2: So that is so interesting that you would ask that question. And yes, we have been playing around with some different recipes that we're hoping will be that signature gobble that yeah. we can sell. we'll get it approved and FDA approved and, you know, go through all the throes of trying to get it. Uh, so, or, excuse me, FDA approved so that we can get it, um, you know, not just uh, at our business, but hopefully on the show you know, as I was uh, trying to uh, state earlier is that we were looking at this business as being an in and out burger or a McDonald's. Mm-hmm. We didn't want this to be just a small fries and we still have a long ways to go. And I still have that dream that that's ideally what I'd like to do. Um, and so one of the things I always thought of, one of my biggest dreams was to be able to go to somebody else's spot who might sell hot dogs. They might be a, you know, hamburger spot. And you know how they have, uh, we serve Nathan hot dogs here. Mm-hmm. I wanted them to say, uh, additionally, we serve gobble dogs, hot dogs here.
0: <laughs> yeah. There you go, see?
2: <laughs> so, you know, and that's the beauty of being an entrepreneur. You can always think big and, you know, continue to, to make the moves to try and get to that um, to that place. I mean, it's like once you step out, the world is your oyster. Mm-hmm. And everything may not go perfectly as planned because Lord knows it has not gone perfectly planned because who would have thought we'd be in COVID right now? Right. But, <laughs> right. <laughs> but you know, it's, it's, I think for me, it's the idea that I can still be as innovative and creative as I want to be and think about the different stuff. And I don't have anybody over my head telling me, well, no, you can't do that. Sure, right. it's going to be trial and error, but this is all things that I can push along and just try and see where it goes. Uh, you know, as I said before, when I got into this, I didn't have a lot of money. And I, I just, ideally, I thought, I'm not going to throw some, all this money into a, a, a project or to a business that may or may not work. Sure. I mean, when I was going to uh, you know these individuals' homes, I had a three, uh, what is it, a uh, a uh, triple crock pot. I had a mm. steamer, and I had a condiment holder, uh, and and that was it. And the 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 steamer I bought, the triple crock pot I already had, and I just had to buy the condiment. So we're talking about spending less than a hundred dollars. And some of these items I purchased you, you know. Nice. So and I had the table. So it, these were just things where it's just like I would tell people, don't go in I don't don't go into your entrepreneurship thinking that. I've got to take out a hundred thousand dollar loan because the truth is, is that you don't even know if you're going to like what you, you know, it's just, (laughs) I mean, like, let's be honest. I don't think people understand the work that goes into uh, a food business because they think, Oh, it's just slinging dogs. You know, you just put the hot dogs in, you put the toppings in. They have no idea. It's like you have the, you know, we won't even talk about the operations, but just, um, We won't even talk about the
0: regulations, right? All the, the rules you have to follow. The
2: rules, Oh my gosh. Right. Yeah. You know, you have to, and with the city of Chicago, you have to have a permit for DAG near everything, mm-hmm. you know, so, you know, it's a lot that goes into it. And if you're not committed and you're not focused, you know, you could go into this, uh, you know, you could go into a venture like this and fail miserably, or, you know, you can see what you have research. You know and just make sure everything's you know you can get a grasp of everything and then you know keep it moving i mean nothing's going to be perfect you know but but you do have an opportunity uh to be able to make some great stars and and make an impact and that's what i love about Gobble Dogs because since we've been in existence we've been able to do you know some of the things that i've always wanted to do not only do we feed homeless but for the last two years we've been able to give scholarships to budding entrepreneurs that's huge. People think, you know, oh, that's that's uh, it's huge. These are, you know, this is a demographic, you know, because we primarily uh, give to children, uh, African American children, because of the disparity and the number of African American uh, businesses. Mm-hmm. We're we're trying to even the playing field, and this is our opportunity to be able to give back to these communities and let them know, hey, the world is your oyster. Come on out here, you know, let your wings soar and go for it. And when they see people like me. Who did not put a lot of money into their business? They started small and then was able to grow their business. I think it gives them a little bit more hope and it's a little more promising, opposed to seeing some of the larger businesses where they say, you know, I had to take out a hundred and fifty thousand dollar right. loan or two million dollar loan to get started. Right. I mean, shoot, many of them wouldn't even qualify for that. So you got to use what you have to get what you. <laughs>
0: Amen. I hear you there. I, I, I think that I think that's an excellent uh, example because you know the it comes back around like we were talking about earlier about giving back, and mm-hmm. certainly you are definitely giving back when it comes to those scholarships uh, towards your community, and, and you know I, I think you're also. Uh, even more importantly, leading by example. And, and you, you, you touched on that, right? You're out there, you're putting into work, right? You're, you're, you're muscling through, you're, you're figuring it out with the the caca that's happening in 2020 and right. you're continually, to, uh, uh, you know, striving to, to set a good example uh, by not only just giving the funds for those scholarships, but being the the person that says, hey, check it out. I came from where you are and now look what I've been able to do. Yeah, I I left my corporate job and, you know, I just started working, picking away one step at a time. You could do the same thing and here's a way you can go do it. I, I just, I think you can't You can't buy that kind of motivation for for anybody, let alone a a young person uh, coming up and having entrepreneurial dreams of their own.
2: No, absolutely. Absolutely. And that's one of the things that we've always wanted to do is be able to inspire uh, those behind us so that they can see that, you know, again, the world is their oyster. You can do any of these. I think oftentimes we take for granted. Of that we live in, you know, even though don't get me wrong, this country has, you know, quite a few problems that I'd love to be able to to change. But in the grand scheme of things, we live in one of the greatest countries, you know, in the world. I mean I this is a country where you can build your business and you know, it can be a struggle for others, but there the opportunity is there and you just have, sometimes um you can be, you know, you have not to say you have to be strategic, but sometimes you can come up with a, a a product that can sell and there's no one to, to stop you and say that you can't. Right. Sure. I mean, there are always barriers. Don't get me wrong because mm-hmm. there were barriers that I had to face, but you know, with determination and consistency and just that, 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 and the power of prayer and, the, and, the, and, and, and just, you know, that drive. You can get to where you want. I'm not saying it's easy. I'm not suggesting that at all.
0: No, um, no. <laughs> you you lived quite the opposite, obviously. <laughs>
2: oh, <I'm> not right. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, like, because I could tell you the whole story of how I even got to where, you know, just to be able to, to get to where I was, where I could open a business. Things mm-hmm. were hard, but just with drive and determination and prayer and having uh, a great support group, I have, have a family that was supportive. Um, it was, you know, it became second nature to me to just, Hey, this is what I have to do if I want this and I have to keep moving and keep moving forward.
0: Nice. Nice. Okay. So I want to be sure, and anyone that would like to learn more about you and Gobbledogs, where would, where would you want to, where would you want them to go to?
2: Sure. Absolutely. They, anyone can visit any of our social media pages. Um, it is just the name at Gobbledogs and that's G O bs and boy bs and boy ls and lamb e dogs d o gs and george gs and george s or they can visit our website at www.gobbledogs again that's G O B S and boy bs and boy l e and dog o gs and george gs and george s.com and if you want to um, send me an email directly feel free because i love to encourage and talk to entrepreneur Um, spirited people. Uh, I don't care what your ideas are. If there's something that you have a question about or something you want to run by me, please feel free. And I will answer. Just send it at info at gobbledogs.com, and I'll make sure I respond.
0: Nice. All right, that's double B's, double G's, everybody. Uh, yes. And <laughs> uh, thank you so much for, for hanging out for w- with us for a little bit. Any final tips you want to pass on to the uh, listening dark horse entrepreneurs? Absolutely.
2: Um, never let anyone tell you um, that you can't do it. Ne- never let anyone deter you from your dreams. If you feel strongly about something you want to try or do, do it because you never want to have a uh, flurry of woulda, shoulda and coulda's.
0: No way. See at the
2: end of the day, at the end of the day, you know, I always tell I always tell my children, you know, the business could flop tomorrow. But at
0: least I tried. <laughs> hey, man, yeah. I, um, I, I, I call that the, the rocking chair test. So when I'm whatever age, you know, and the hair is gone and I'm sitting out there on the rocking chair with my missus and we're reminiscing about the days gone by, what am I going to think? You know what? It flopped. But I tried. And I'm okay exactly. with that. Right. Yeah. I don't want to yes. have that. Oh man, if only I would have tried only, gobble mm-hmm. dogs.
2: <laughs> I wonder where I would have been. Exactly. You know, famous last words. So right. I would encourage everyone to get out there and then do your research. Just you know, um surround yourself with positive people. Let the naysayers stay on one side of the fence. Right. And you surround yourself with because you know i always used to tell my children that um anything is possible to sell back in my day uh we used to have a door a toy called the pet rock <laughs> which is nothing but a rock and i don't know if you remember that i do you, you? okay yep. <laughs> so if you can sell a pet rock you can sell anything <laughs> Amen. <there. laughs> so tell your listeners who may be who may not have been of that era to look up what a pet rock was and you will get a good, good laugh out of that, but you'll be surprised. They made a lot of money. They did. (laughs) Absolutely.
0: All right, Anna, thank you so much for your time. I definitely appreciate your story and we'll be sure that uh, we'll make sure they know what a pet rock is.
2: (laughs) Yeah, Absolutely. And thank you so much for inviting me on the show. And I wish everyone who is uh, entrepreneur bound much success. You're going to do great. Thank you so much for having
0: me. All right, my Dark Horse friends and family. There you have it. Anna Mitchell dropping gobbledog bombs on us. Here's some thoughts I came away with. Thought number one, great ideas come from the simplest of beginnings. Anna has taken that idea that spawned from helping a friend with her daughter's birthday party. She gave it her own personal dietary preference twist. Then she took that past the immediate user. In this case, it was the kids, right, from the birthday party. And she considered their parents. She considered some options that the parents would enjoy as well. The party turned out to be a huge success, and an idea was born that you might just be onto something here. Now, how many times have you said, heard, or even been involved in an idea where you thought the same thing? You're like, hmm, I think we might be onto to something here, right? But then you did nothing about it. Oh, my God. I think if you think about it, that's the real difference between between those that consider themselves a driven entrepreneur and those that are. It's that simple taking of the action on the idea and testing it out on the market, whether it's successful or not. See, whether it's successful or not, you just got to take that bad boy out there onto the road, romp on the gas, and see if she'll drive. Idea number two or thought number two. Great ideas do not have to be brand new. Look, here's the thing. People have been providing birthday services for a long, long time, and trust me, I know. I have two grown girls that are 30 and 25, both of whom who've had many birthday parties, right? At least 30. (laughs) But they've had them at various places with various themes. See, Anna took her food and her birthday idea one step further right? They would come to your home. They would provide all the fixings, serve, and clean up. Wait, what? You mean you're going to do all the stuff that I don't want to do for the party? So all I have to do is show up, and have fun? Uh, yeah, sign me up. right? That was a stroke of genius by itself. But then as a, a stroke of marketing genius, they would then give the birthday girl or boy a custom Gobbledogs t-shirt uh, and then all have all the party attendees sign it as a souvenir. So, you know, this had to have generated uh, an amount of word-of-mouth conversations between the kids, let alone the parents as well. So here's the question. What simple idea that is already out there could you incorporate into or with your product or service to further drive your position in the marketplace, your uniqueness in the marketplace? And what could you leave your customer with that would further stimulate some word of mouth conversations inside their circles of influence to get your name out there? naturally. All right, thought number three. Things do not always work out as you expect. (laughs) Man, how true is this? But Anna shared her story of her first event after buying her food truck. Remember how she mathematically mapped everything out, what she was going to have to buy in order to make all the sales that she projected? Yeah, she went out and bought three thousand dollars worth of product to sell. And after all that hard work and mapping out and and then all the hard work at the event itself, right? Yeah, she ended up thirty one hundred dollars in the red. Now she was able to soften that blow with the ability to return about two thousand dollars worth of the product, so reducing to her losses, she said, to just under a thousand dollars. And you know, of course, today she chalks that all up as a learning experience, but here's the deal. No matter what entrepreneurial path you're venturing down or about to venturing down, there are going to be bumps, jumps, and potholes, right? And, you know, let's be honest, there are going to be complete (sighs) bombs at times, right? And you just don't know how it's going to work out. And sometimes it's just not going to work out the way you hope. But here's the thing, do not give up. It's your dream. It's your vision, it's your life. So do not give up on yourself. And obviously here is where I'm also gonna remind you that it's awesome to have someone in your corner to root you on when you win, to pick you up when you don't, and to kick you in the butt when you're lagging, all right? So get yourself that mentor or that coach to do all those things. And they can also help you avoid some of those bumps, jumps, and potholes. All right, thought number four, Give back, yeah. Anna and her business are giving back to the community by the way of creating those entrepreneurial scholarships for the kids in your community. Now, these are these are kids that might just be in a situation that could keep them from believing in themselves at the level that they should. Now, Anna shows that there are others out there that believe in them, even if they doubt themselves, and they enable that belief through those scholarships now i commend her on that level of giving but let's let's talk about the other way that anna and all of the entrepreneurial guests i've had on continue to give back first by providing a quality product or a service that the market wants and needs you see without these entrepreneurs out there providing these products and services our lives and our economy would be a bit less produ- productive and in anna's case a bit less yummy too entrepreneurs also give back by providing jobs. See, they enable hard hardworking folks to provide for themselves and those they love. Entrepreneurs give back just like the rest of us via their taxes, state tax, local tax, federal tax, right, whatever it is. All those taxes that you would see on a paycheck, yeah, that entrepreneur is paying in their business some level of tax just like you'll see on a paycheck, all of which is there to enable the services in your community, right? So entrepreneurs give back in so many ways. Like Michael Hyatt says in his book, entrepreneurs will save the world. So get out there, use your superpower and start saving the world one person at a time. All right, my dark horse friends and family, what ideas, inspiring tips or thoughts resonated with you today? Well, whatever they were, take some time, write them down, and then put them into action, like now, today, this week, right? So go out there, run your race, and get your results, and then let them me hear about them. No, seriously, I want you to. I want you to email me at Tracy at Dark Horse Schooling, share the tips and ideas that you came away with, how you put them into action, and what results you gained from them. Heck, probably even bring you on the show to let you share with the audience, all right? Now, remember, Next week's episode guest, yeah, all about that bootstrapping, yep, yeah. next week's episode guest is Sarah St. John, who's going to be sharing about being a frugalpreneur, yeah, that magic art of building a business on a bootstrapped Now, I know you want to keep getting all these valuable tips and inspirational stories from the guests I'm lucky enough to bring onto this podcast. So please go on down there. Hit that subscribe button. While you're there, drop us a five-star rating and leave us some kind words in the review. All right. And of course, don't keep all this entrepreneurial G-O-L-D to yourself. Share the podcast with other entrepreneurs and business owners you know will get value from it. With that, I'm going to leave you as I always do think successfully, and take action. Thank you for listening to the Dark Horse Entrepreneur Podcast. And you know this! Thanks for tuning in. Check us out at www.darkhorseschooling.com. All right. My name is Tracy Brinkman.